What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. A widow Wednesday on a Tuesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the rogue one at Gary Witta. Hello, how are you? Not too bad, Gary. Not too fucking bad, Gary. I'm guessing, I'm guessing Ghostbusters is in the news today. Gary, not only is Ghostbusters in the news today, Greg Miller is in the news today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed has been announced. It is a new video game from Ilphonic, and I can confirm that myself and Rahul Kohli are stars of it. Yeah, and written by James and Elise Willems. I, uh, it's I not about it. James and Elise right now. It's about me isn't and Rahul. Let us have it, our when, moment. When I don't need to hear about that? Dan Aykroyd. I don't need to hear about Ernie Hudson being in the game as well. It's Rahul Kohli and Greg Miller's time to shine. All right. Okay. You can look. You can praise us now. You can how, praise. Uh, how how big is your part? You know, I'm not at liberty to say. I'm not at liberty to say. We haven't announced uh, the characters we're playing yet in this game. So, well, you know. you know what they say, Greg. There are no small parts, only small actors. Exactly. You know what I mean. And that's the thing to be part of the Ghostbusters legacy, uh, Gary, on this level. Because of course, everybody knows I was already the Ghostbuster in the Ghostbuster World commercial. And you might say, "What's Ghostbusters World?" It was this Pokemon knockoff game lasted all like three months. But let me tell you, it was a great three months while it was around. All right, and I got to be in the commercial for that. And everybody's like, oh, man, now you're part of the canon. I'm like, am I? And now I'm in this fucking game. And I'm weaseling this, my way up the ladder. Game, I'm weaseling my way up the fucking ladder, Gary. Is this game canonical? Um, so the idea, we, this is, we're going to get into it. It's a top story, but I'll start it there for you if you want. Yeah, so Ghostbusters uh, Spirits Unleashed picks up after the events of Ghostbuster Afterlife. Like I said, they have Ernie Hussey and they have Dan Aykroyd. They've been working close with Ghost Core. And so they're treating it as canon, but... What, what is Ghostcore? The company the people, that manages the Ghostbusters brand. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's, it's it was uh, Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman now, and Gil, uh, Jason Reitman's partner or whatever. Okay, uh, writing partner, and so uh, it's still them, and they're still doing it. But like the idea here is that they get to go make a game in that world. But then, of course, if the movies want to do have nothing to do with it or use stuff from the game, like me, just putting it out there, Jason Reitman, if you're watching, you want to use me. Me, Greg Miller, no big deal. Not Rahul. Rahul doesn't need it. All right, Rahul's got enough acting. We don't you're slow, you're slowly building up this uh, voice acting resume, Greg. Is this always going to be a sideline for you, or could you imagine one day like you, you're Greg Miller, voice actor? Well, so here's the thing: is I've already signed the contract for Ghostbuster Spirit, uh, uh, Spirits Unleashed, which is actually a lie, and I haven't signed anything. It's all a handshake agreement. But what you need to know is that I'm not really good at voice acting, so it's surprising I keep getting into things, Gary. You know, because right? I can do Greg, I can do the Greg voice, I can do Greg a little bit higher pitch when I'm Carl the Crab. Oh, wow, shooting start at 10. Wow, like I'm up there, you know what I mean? And then that's it. Like I did, I, did, I guess I did, even when I did a polka dot man. I mean, you don't always, but you don't always have to do a voice to do, to be a voice actor anymore. Sure, but then I'm just Greg. It was what people were talking about for Solitaire Conspiracy, right? Where like a lot of the reviews were like, Greg Miller's in this too, and that's cool, but it's just, I've listened to Greg Miller for like 13 years, so it's hard for me to be over this guy. It's, just, it's clearly Greg. It's just Greg being Greg. I mean, but can again, you, Jason I mean, Reitman can, doesn't know that. And so chat, be cool. Nobody tell you, but, Jason Reitman. Can I'm, you do voices? Me. Can you disappear into another character so that we wouldn't know it was you unless you told us? Sure. Go on then. Oi, governor! See, that was me. That was me, audio listeners. That wasn't Gary. I said disappear into a character, not disappear up your own asshole. Oh, Gary, strap in. It's going to be a good show. We're going to talk about, of course, Ghostbusters, Spirits Unleashed. We're going to talk about The Witcher 4 saying they won't have crunch. And then we're going to reveal a bunch of new Xbox controllers Gary is going to have to buy. We're going to talk about all this and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in to be part of the show with your questions comments concerns you can get the show ad free and you can get the post show we do each and every weekday however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal there are multiple free ways to support us number one you can go to the epic game store use the creator code kind of funny if you're using that we get a few bucks every time you buy a v buck or whatever and you might not even be playing on the epic game store guess what fortnite rocket league and of course Fall guys, all use the epic creator code. You can put in the kind of funny code there and get us some help there. On top of that, you can watch us record this show, Kind of Funny Games Daily Live, on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, just like I had the chat too large. Alex1342, Miss Envy, and every show Joe R. Uh, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, of course, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around 
the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you uh, of course we're going to talk about uh, more of this ghostbusters spirits unleashed to give you the top level stuff but me and blessing have a long conversation because on top of uh, being in the game I've actually played a bunch of it already. So you can go over to PSI Love You XOXO, which is live right now on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, uh, roosteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Catch a long preview of that, and, of that, then get in, of course, all the PlayStation nerdy news you need to know about. And if you want to be a Patreon uh, supporter, stick around. You can watch Blessing Play, America's favorite quiz show, You Don't Know Janet. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Fargo, Brady, and Pranksy. Today we're brought to you by Cuts Clothing, Lumen Skin and Honey, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one, Greg and Rahul are in Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. Uh, Spirits Unleashed has been announced. Here's the official press release. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, the 4v1 hunt or haunt supernaturally charged video game from the asymmetrical multiplayer experts at Elphonic rolls out the Ecto-1 in Q4 2022 on PC for Epic Game Store, PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox Series X slash S, and Xbox One. Put on a proton pack, grab a ghost trap, and monitor the trusty PKE meter as, the, as a Ghostbuster and a team of four brave souls pursuing ghastly ghosts terrorizing public locations. Work together to find the ghost, blast them with streams from the particle thrower to tether them to tether the slimy foe in place, and shut the trap at the perfect moment. Keep citizens calm and corral the ghost before the environment gets too haunted. Play as a ghost, scaring unsuspecting citizens at various locations. You ain't afraid of no Ghostbuster thanks to the ability to fly and teleport between rifts. Possess objects lying around each room by sneaking uh, and sneak by roaming Ghostbusters uh, and frighten passerbys. If that doesn't work, sliming and summoning, summoning ghoulish minions will. Haunt each map to complete, completion as one of multiple ghosts w- with different abilities. Prepare for each match in the iconic firehouse by customizing your Ghostbuster or Ghost, upgrading equipment and abilities, and getting some target practice in with the particle thrower as well as its different modifications. Talk, to, talk with Winston Zeddemore, voiced by Ernie Hudson, and get missions before going out into the field. Meet some new and old friends like Dan Aykroyd's Ray Stance, ready to hand down some busting wisdom at Ray, Ray's occult books. Who are you going to call when you want to bust some ghosts? Thanks to cross-platform multiplayer, anyone on PC, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5, and or Xbox Series S slash X or One can come together to cross the streams and spew, or spew slime. AI companions can also fill games or enable solo Ghostbusters uh, or a solo ghost to play offline. Gary Witta, I know I've given you a lot of information today. I know I can tell by looking at you, you are, of course, a little starstruck. It's a lot. I'm overwhelmed. To be here with the star of the Ghostbusters game. You know what I mean? But what is your initial read on what you've heard so far? First of all, don't cross the streams, but do cross the play. I like that. You know how much I like about crossplay. You've been you've been on crossplay for a long time. I'm glad it's happening. I'm telling you, the dream the dream is slowly coming coming true. One, it's not even slowly. Uh, it's it's happening all over the place. It's, ha- it's happening. It's happening. What what is that? A PK meter? What do you got it's there? PK meter. Yeah, I was doing okay, some props right. here. Doing some props and stuff. Is that like a shitty Halloween store one, or is that a good one? <laughs> no, this is the Maddie Collector one. Please come on now. Okay, that's to- that's a top quality one. Yeah, okay. that means I spent a lot. Yeah, of you money only have the, you only have the 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 the, the high quality stuff, right? Well, no, I have a lot of crap stuff too. But it's not even crap. Like the spirit Halloween stuff is good. You know what I mean? I got plenty of this That's stuff. That's a spirit I got, Halloween I got trap? Yeah, look how do? good that looks. Does it do anything? Well, yeah, it used, to, it, it used to open up and light up, but I mean, it's a spirit Halloween trap, so it's kind of crap and it broke pretty quick, but it still okay. does, the, it does what I need though, to. Just, just a good, if you're just going to hang it off your hang belt. Hang on my belt, right? yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, what else, what else do you need? Um, you know, it's okay, so we'll talk about the, the actual game in a moment, but I think it's, it's an interesting... Also, Kevin, do you want to play the trailer if you want? You could. hell. It's you have a link for it? Because I don't see a link here. No, but if you copy... Ghostbuster Spirit Unleashed trailer. Oh, I don't understand. I mean, you know, that sounds like your job, you know. Gary, I'm sorry you have to work under these conditions. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sorry for myself. No wonder Rahul won't show up. Another star of the Ghostbusters video game here, but whatever. And so, I mean, at least I'm well paid. Oh, no, wait, I'm not. <laughs> he got you, Greg. <laughs> How many Loodle users do you have right now? Actually, past 8 million today. So You'd only have 7 million if it wasn't for us, all right? Is that you think that's what it is? You think no, kind of not at all. But I'm gonna say us, that. Say that. Top? I mean, we got a lot of fucking pervs out there, right? If you're a perv in the chat, say perv, all right? That's not what I'm looking for. I know you're out there. You're out there doing the things. They're they're out there. We know we they're, they're all playing. All right, Gary, the trailer's playing. They're showing some stuff. I'm sorry. Back to you. What we, what are you uh, walk let, away let from? Me, let me have a look at the trailer here while sure, I'm uh, sure. while I'm looking at it. Yeah. So we'll talk, we talk about the actual game in a in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting opportunity to just talk about like Ghostbusters games 
in general and kind of the legacy oh, and, sure. the, and the history of them. I'm old enough to remember I played the original one, the David Crane Activision game on the Commodore 64 in 1984 when the when when the movie came out. And I remember having a great time with it and really, really enjoying it and thinking it was a really fun game. And then many years later, I now, watched- Now, hold on real quick. You know I got to jump in right off the thing here. You understand that that game and David Crane are the reason I'm here today. How like, is that? That that one, of course, also got ported to Master System and it had different stuff on it. It was on it was on every platform. It, it, when Master System is the best version, uh, but when it, w- I was walking through the toy aisles with mom to go get real Ghost, Ghostbuster toys, there was the Ghostbusters game behind the glass, and I hit the glass and I said, "What's that?" And my mom said, "It's a video game." And I said, "What's that?" And then she explained, and I was like, "I want that." And that was the first video game I ever got. That Wait, was so you discovered you discovered Ghostbusters as a video game before you knew it was a movie? No, 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 no. I discovered video games through ghostbusters i was at toys r us to get ghostbusters got toys it. and then, I, that, then we went down the video game aisle oh, and i saw the video game the how interesting time. okay yeah. well it's not like you wouldn't have discovered video games anyway right you sooner or later you would have figured what's well, a cool story because i defended discovered no i suppose i suppose and now i'm um, in the ghostbusters game spirit unleashed no big deal q4 2022 everybody david crane obviously a legendary uh video game designer from the from the uh you know the the, the early halcyon days of, of 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 video games and um as i was saying i played the commodore 64 version i had it on cassette tape and i enjoyed it immensely and i remember th- i only have had fond memories of it and then years later i remember watching i think it was an episode of the angry video game nerd where he was playing the nes version that he had when he was a kid and apparently it's terrible and everyone hates it so i don't have know a bunch like, of different ones that all suck yeah. i don't like it's very it was very divisive, and also I think there were a lot of difference between the versions. Yes. So, yes, I, so yeah. like, I, I think the Commodore 64 version was better than, even though they were all basically versions of the same game, I think some some versions were better than others. And then I guess it, 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 I kind of like, I don't think I ever played another Ghostbusters game after that, but you're clearly the man to ask, Greg. Like, this this one aside where we don't know yet, yeah. what, 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 what is the word on Ghostbusters, the history of Ghostbusters games as a whole, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's kind of a mixed bag, right? Yeah, I mean, mostly Ghostbuster games fall into the same license tropes we've seen time and time again, right? Where I'm with you of like, you know, I had uh, the David Crane uh, Master System one, and then anything else that had the Ghostbusters logo on, and I had it. And I remember having fun with like my Game Boy Ghostbusters two, but like it was that thing where you know how those games were at the time, where it was just had really nothing to do with the movies. You're just walking around, you know, being a Ghostbuster and it's fine. It's whatever. It's not remarkable, right? I think Ghostbusters games languished in that space for the longest time until Ghostbusters, the video game come around. And like, you know, I mean, that was coming around and that that was the whole, you know, story journey of, you know, uh, that happening with Atari, Atari going out of business and selling it, Activision dumping it, and then finally getting picked. Or that, I, I, I skipped a step there, sorry. Uh, where Atari ended up being the final publisher of Ghostbusters, the video game after Activision dumped it, after they picked it up from a name that escapes me right now, but one of the a video game publisher that went defunct. And of course, that one was great. And it was a game at the time that was, for all intents and purposes, the third movie. And it felt like that's what we were going to get. That was all we were going to get, right? And that is the final time you see all the Ghostbusters together, the original 84 Ghostbusters, right? Because it was before Harold Ramis' passing. It was him and Dan Aykroyd working on it. Uh, it was them working with Terminal Reality, the developer, and you know, really being uh, part and parcel hand-in-hand with that game uh, to make it feel like uh, the movie. And they got Bill Murray back, and they did all these different things for it. And it was it was great for the time. Uh, they just put out the remastered version of it. And I think you know maybe now, obviously, with a few more video game years under our belt and then also the fact that the movie's out and then i feel like you know the game the, the game struggled in a way i think to in the same thing we see so many movies these recalls struggle right now where it's like cool we want this to feel like the movies you love but we want it to be new so it was finding reasons for you to go bash back to the sedgwick hotel to fight the stay puff marshmallow man again it was tied into uh you know uh, gozer again and the whole thing there with like uh uh, uh what was going on with evo shandor which of course is really what afterlife becomes about as well too but it was a good game it was fun and it, it, it you know i, I talk about it on ps i love you where yeah, obviously i'm so sorry to everyone who watches this i know that it must suck for you to live in a world where all my dreams come true. And I don't know if that happens for you enough, ladies and gentlemen, but for me, it happens all the time where I got what I wanted out of a Ghostbusters video game, right? I got a HD, you're a Ghostbuster, you're wearing the pack, you're using the equipment, you're you're living, you know, you're shoulder yeah, to shoulder. All, and, they, and all the actors, right? All the voices. You're shoulder to shoulder with the actual Ghostbusters, right? Harold Ramis's last performance is Egon. And then, you know, years later now, what? Uh, 
a decade later, yeah, more than a decade later, we get uh, this game coming out. And again, like me being involved with it, take it with a grain of salt, what I think of it. I played it. I really enjoy it. You know, I, I, did, I did not like Ghostbuster Sanctum of Slime. There's been plenty of Ghostbuster games that I don't just fall for because I'm a fan or I have some kind of loose involvement with it. But for this, this is the one, of course, from Ilphonic, which is that got leaked uh, earlier from the Ilphonic, like, you know, one of the presidents or whatever, uh, being on a podcast and mentioning it offhandedly. And it's, we all were like, oh, what's that all about? And then, you know, Ernie Hudson mentioned that they were doing uh, voice stuff. And at that point, I already knew. But, uh, you know, for it to be Ilphonic, uh, a company that made Friday the 13th and Predator Hunting Grounds. And both of those games laden with problems. Not at all, like, perfect 10 out of 10 video games by any stretch of the imagination. But... For Greg Miller's money, fun games. Y'all know how much I played Friday the 13th and how many uh, matches I did with Kind of Funny Best Friends. And Predator Hunting Grounds, we streamed all the time because we enjoyed it so much. And, you know, being the Predator running around chasing each other and trying to kill each other. Uh, what I've been impressed with from the demo I played, and again, I go into way more detail about the actual demo, uh, demos, I should say, too, that I've played, uh, on the PSL of UXOXO. But what I play about it, Gary, is like, I feel like it's stripping back... Uh, to the core of what makes those kind of games fun and not layering so much on them. Like, you know, talking to uh, bless about predator, he was very much like, well, predator, there's just so many objectives going on. There's so many different things going on. And Friday 13th, it's the same way too, of like, you know, there's so many counselors, you don't have to work as a unified group, but you could, but do you want to blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, for being the ghostbusters in the ghostbusters, uh, spirits unleashed, you're right. The idea is, Hey, let's bust this ghost, which comes down to obviously catching the ghost, putting him in the trap, but also he has rifts around the world. Uh, the map they've, they've been demoing is museum. You have three rifts. Think of rifts as extra lives. So when you get trapped as the ghost, rather than the game just be over and you've lost, similar to Predator, where like, hey, I want to be Predator. All right, cool, try it out. And never beats the shit out of you, you die. Uh, this time around, you get caught and you respawn out of one of the rifts if the rifts exist. So as the Ghostbusters, you're running around trying to destroy these rifts so that there are no more extra lives so that the time you when you catch the ghost the next time, he's done for. And then on the flip okay. side, as the ghost, you're running around trying to haunt the building you're in, which means you're trying to scare the civilians out of the place, which increases the haunt meter, which makes the rooms more ghostly and ghouly and slimy and stuff like that. What's interesting about this is that sometimes I think um, a lot, you know, a licensed game and a particular kind of genre that's trending at a, at a given time, they kind of line up in a good way. Right. So you mentioned yeah. Predator Hunting Grounds. Friday the 13th, this developer's obviously got a good track record in that kind of, this kind of asymmetric uh, multiplayer gameplay that's very popular right now. Dead by Daylight, right? It's still huge, right? Everyone plays that. It's really, really popular. Um, and so that kind of, like, if, if you were if you were going to do a Ghostbusters game just from a blank slate, I think you might, might very naturally say, hey, let's do one of these asymmetric type games, right? Because you've got a team of Ghostbusters working as a team, plus a ghost. Um, and it just it, it just seems like it maps very nicely onto that. It, obviously, it depends on how they execute it in this particular instance, but it seems like it maps very nicely onto that style of gameplay that's very popular right now. And that's the thing, right? Is like phasmophobia has been popular, and that's you know very much a, a similar idea of you being ghost hunters or whatever they call it, and you go out and you you know run into a haunted place and try to trap the spirit that's going on. And I remember seeing that and being like, oh man, like that'd be cool if somebody did it with Ghostbusters. And then so for Ilphonic to do it, and again, like what I talk about in PS, I love you. Uh, and again, like I, I more than being a voice in the game, right? Like I've been friends with the people at Ilphonic since Friday the 13th. And, you know, so again, you take everything with a grain of salt, number one. But also, I mean, I know that they're they're folks that just don't lie. And so like they know the shortcomings of their games. They've never been like, we're a 10 out of 10 game. This is what's going on. But what I appreciate about it is, you know, not even getting the demo, but talking to them yesterday was them talking about what they've learned from those games and talking about how they want their you know servers to be super stable and to load you into the game faster uh, than ever before and have it be that you know when you choose to play the game they're getting you right into the game even if that means you're going to play with uh, ai bots for that first round uh, they want to backfill it then when you get done with your matches matches are only supposed to be like seven to ten minutes uh, i also love the the ability to play with ai i love the idea of practicing that was always another thing about somebody who man i want to get a few cuts as predator and figure out how to be predator that meant you had to go out there and fight as predator which you know sucked <laughs> when you're out there and you don't know the abilities and you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to figure it out like I think they they are is, is, you know of course this is a preview for right now as both a Ghostbuster fan and an Ilphonic fan they're saying everything I want to hear will it deliver will it work out like you know the demos I had look beautiful I'm playing on a PC of course uh, and I'm it, it was running well so will that be the final thing I'd like to hope so but it could be wrong and they could you know have servers that crash and everything else and the game could fall apart or whatever uh, 
But like I said, for right now, the way they're talking about it, I love it on both sides as an Ophonic fan of somebody who's going to be able to jump into it and play it and, you know, hopefully bring the guys along and inevitably have them peel off after a few matches. And I'm probably to be then the Ghostbusters fan that stays there and tries to reach max level and again tries to get the platinum trophy. I keep telling them to let me make their trophy list. Uh, but they're doing so much right, Gary, in the way that like so many of these multiplayer asymmetrical games come down to working with your team right which sounds goofy i know because yeah obviously if you're in a multiplayer game you work together but i like it when it gets down to the minutia of it and so like i was talking to ps i love you like the the matches start gary as a ghostbuster right with you having to whip out your pke meter and start like doing the hot and cold thing of like where's the ghost in the building and then running around and then of course as the ghost you can haunt other objects which would then give them false positives and lead them off the trail but then it's the simplest thing of like you see the ghost, you're all alone, you pull out you know, your neutron one, you throw your proton stream, you wrangle the ghost right, but if you don't have someone else there to throw a trap, you have to take your hand, you have to let go of the proton stream to throw out your own trap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's little things like that that we see in the movies, right? You never saw, you know, Peter Zappa ghost then also grab his trap and throw it on his own. There is a teamwork element to it that feels uniquely Ghostbusters, and when you fuck it up and the ghost gets away and you're obviously there's the destruction of your beam going through and at the end you get a dollar amount of how much damage you did like that all feels very true to the ip no i get that and i think that's that's a kind of a game designer's dream when the license that you that you inherit just maps very nicely onto the kind of game you know i i another good example is you know the hitman devs doing the james bond game oh for sure as soon as you hear those two things you go oh yeah like those those two things go go very well together and this seems like a similar case um, but let, let's, let, I mean, let's get to the real news here, right? So you're voicing a character in this game. That's right. How does something like that come about? Do they approach you or is it one of those things where you launch one of your fucking obnoxious social media campaigns and get all your, get all your minions to hammer them until they give you a, give you what you want to shut you well, up? Well, Gary, have you seen that campaign? No, they came to me. But again, it's the fact that I've known these folks for years now. And so I think it actually plays into the, their, uh, uh, their, the way they work. The, the the way Alphonic seems to work right is that they work with their friends a lot because you you mentioned earlier James and Elise Willems of course uh, of Funhouse are writing this game so they wrote is, your so they wrote your dialogue they, I am in their hands I am in their hands for what happens to me but like that's a ridiculous statement to say right and I don't mean it in the fact that James and Elise uh, I mean like holy shit they're writing a Ghostbusters game they are writing something that is being put in front of the ghost the ghost courts you know officially stamped Ghostbusters like. That's a ridiculous. And you figure in Predator Hunting Grounds, right? Elise was a voice there. And so was Bruce. And like they, you know, they do that thing, I think, where they bring in their friends a bit to work on their projects because that's how Elphonic's always been. They are a small team that works with people they know and works with people that, uh, I don't know, they like, I guess. And for some reason, they like me. And so, you know, they've liked me through me, me shitting on and loving Friday the 13th, me shitting on and loving uh, Predator. And now we are to Ghostbusters. And I think, I, I'm sure, I, you know, it strikes me very much, Gary like you with the joker story where you are my friend and you know how much dc comics means to me so when you got approached to write a ghostbuster story you were very much like joker of course story. i'd look i'd lo sorry what i'm sorry joker joker story. Story, sorry when you got approached to write the joker story right you were very much like yeah i'd love to do this can i also bring my friend and they were like all right sure why not because you knew it would mean a lot to me and so i think it's a similar thing here where you know, Predator, I would have gladly given him a voiceover and done stuff like that. You know, oh, man, I'm right, putting mud on me, right? But, like, Predator's Predator. It doesn't mean anything to me. And I'm not trying to be a, you know, a voice actor or anything like that. So for it then to be, they get the property of Ghostbusters, right? I feel like. My, like, my Twitter feed today, like, 6 a.m., it's embargo. I put out uh, PS I Love You XOXO as the Ghostbusters preview. But, of course, it's the internet where wherever you see it is the first thing you saw it on. My Twitter feed is blown up and blowing up to this point right now of people seeing it on other publications. You know what I mean? They see the trailer on Geekdom or comicbook.com or whatever, and they immediately are tagging me. You know, Nibel put up his tweet about it, and so did Wario64. And I, there were so many just at Game Over Greggy, at Game Over Greggy, like, this is my shit, right? Ghostbusters is so so definitively me. This is my definitive franchise. So I think, like, it kind of just made sense that they're going to do this thing. Like, all right, well, we like Greg, too, so why not put him in there? So they're, so they're, they're, all these people are tagging you, like, hey, Greg, there's a new Ghostbusters game. And you're like, yeah, I'm fucking in it. I already know, thanks. Yeah, I know. The fucking press release doesn't mention me. It just mentions fucking Dan Aykroyd, whatever. You know what I mean? Doesn't even mention the Willems. We'll get to that eventually. They'll all be there. But yeah, it's, you know, it's another one of, you know, we're all internet friends and we're all making cool shit together out there. So it's cool to go out. Yeah, it's great. When's the game coming out? Uh, Q4, 2022. Okay. So, so 2023 then. No, no. Well, I mean, who knows? Knock on wood. I want to play it as soon as possible. So I hope it doesn't go to 2023. And of course, when it comes here, I'll still tell you if it's good or bad. <laughs> we'll go from there.
But yeah, all right. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like these um, these asymmetric um, games. I think it's a really cool genre, and there's, I think there's a lot more to be explored in that space. And like I said, it's it's a really good marriage of of genre and and license. I think. 100 percent. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. And again, I think that Ilphonic has their head screwed on straight about it. They know they can't fuck it up. They know it needs to sing at launch. Will they? I mean, that's obviously easier said than done. We'll see what actually happens, but. I'm excited to see them rise to the occasion because I think they will, and I think it's going to be great. But we will wait and see. I can confirm. I'm looking at the Twitch chat right now. I see uh, somebody in here talking that I tagged to play together. I can confirm at launch. I will be streaming this with Nerd a Day Pod, the Nerd a Day Podcast, everybody. Don't worry. They were the first that asked me on Twitter. Uh, I will be doing it, and I also will probably be streaming about 19 hours of it as I try to platinum it on day one, but we'll see. I digress. Number two on the Roper Report. Uh, there's not going to be any crunch on The Witcher 4 or whatever the hell we're calling the next Witcher. Uh, this is Haley Williams over at GameSpot. A new title in CD Projekt Red's massively successful Witcher series was announced this week with the untitled game currently in development and switching to a new engine in response to a tweet referring to mandatory crunch. I'm sorry, that bring those sentences together. So let's try this again. With an untitled game currently in development and switching to a new engine, period. In response to a tweet referring to mandatory crunch practices on both Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3, the new game's director uh, has said things will be different this time. In a tweet, CD Projekt Red developer Jason Salama announced that he will be working on the next Witcher game in the role of game director. After contributing to both Witcher 3 and the studio's standalone Gwent title as a programmer, Salama has served as a game director on Gwent since late 2018 and will now be taking on the role of the studio's next big uh, AAA adventure. I'm taking on that role for the studio's next big AAA adventure. With Salama's tweet, uh, and likely the early announcement of the new game, mostly serving as a recruitment tool, the developer later responded to a tweet that brought up the studio's poor track record with Crunch in the past. Salama responded, quote, never on my watch, promising better conditions for those hired to work on the new title. It's unsurprising that CD Projekt Red may be seeking to mend a reputation damaged by reports of mandatory crunch on Cyberpunk 2077, especially after the company initially promised it wouldn't require its employees to crunch on the expansive open-world title. Since the reports of crunch on Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red has put some work into changing its workplace culture, with a 2021 strategy update saying the studio was, quote, working hard to minimize stress, prevent burnout, and give our employees everything everything all they need to focus on the work with a fully positive mindset eddie adds uh, on the witcher front oh eddie adds on the witcher front uh cd project oh now i see what i'm doing here god damn it it's like a banana but i banana myself uh that's what we're saying there just to close the loop on more witcher stuff that's happened overnight eddie from GameSpot adds uh cd project red has announced a wide-ranging technology partnership with epic games to use unreal 5 for the witcher 4 but that doesn't mean the polish studio will abandon its own red engine anytime soon the red engine which is cd project red's proprietary game development software will continue to be used to develop cyberpunk 2077's upcoming expansion the studio said in a news release cd project red has used this engine since 2011's the witcher 2 assassins of kings so if you're a dork about engines there you go. Cyberpunk going to keep stick on its own thing while this one, uh, Witcher 4, or whatever we're calling it, moves to un- <laughs> Unreal Engine 5. But enough about that. Gary, what's your read on this uh, conversation between uh, the new director, the, the world, and Crunch? Yeah, I got a number of thoughts on it. I mean, first of all, I think, you know, it's it's very exciting news for Witcher fans, right? I mean, we all, I think we all kind of knew that a new Witcher game would be coming they had at mentioned some point, that effect, whether yeah. it's Witcher 4 or or something else. Like, clearly, the there's, there's a huge appetite out there and for more Witcher and you're just leaving money on the table if you don't make another Witcher game, which is huge right now. It's huge on Netflix, multiple TV shows. People still, you know, really love Witcher 3. And is there uh, multiple TV shows now? There's there's a second, I believe they're doing like a second spin-off show and there's like oh. a like a there's like an anime show as well. There's oh, it's big. It's big, 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 big business. So it's definitely right big. Now. The I Witcher's love, love so hot Witcher right show. now, Greg. So, so of course they're gonna they're gonna double down on that. And so what's interesting is people, of course, would be would be looking at this very closely just because it's the next game in a you know in a in a massive, massive series of games that are hugely popular and very well loved, but also because it's the next chapter in the CD project story after Cyberpunk, right? Which was which right. was a, a, a historic, a fuck up of historic proportions, right? Like the, the launch of that game. We'll still we'll still be talking about it in 30, 40 years, right? Oh my god, remember the Cyberpunk 100%. launch? Like we'll still be thinking about it and what lessons can we learn? And so that's the thing, right? The question is, what lessons 
can they learn and will they learn and and have they learned from all the things they did wrong from uh, uh, from the cyberpunk launch? And hopefully they have had a very 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 thorough um, and an honest uh, post mortem where you know the the CD project needs to be very very honest with themselves about the things that they did wrong and all, and all the things it cost them. And I hope that they will do that and apply the lessons going forward, both in terms of crunch. And in terms of, you know, not shipping a game until it's ready, they really can't afford to, to shit on the Witcher series the way that they did with the Cyberpunk launch. They have to get this right. People are going to be looking at them, like, doubly closely, right? And they've been stung really badly, right? Like, even other developers are like, oh, my God, like, let's make sure we ship this on time. We don't want to have another, we don't want to have a Cyberpunk on our hands. But CD Projekt, like, this happened to them. Like, this hit them right, you know, in the balls. And <laughs> it's still going to be hurting them, and they're not going to want to kick themselves in the balls like that again hopefully i think the move to i mean again i'm no expert but i think the move to unreal engine sounds like a very very smart move 100%. um then the night you know it's it's pretty much the industry leading you know software uh, tool kit for for this kind of you know triple a development it's i think it's really it helps in a number of ways like when you bring people into a team right you don't have to train them up on your proprietary engine any any developer worth their salt is going to know the Unreal Engine already, right? Because everyone you know, is so widely used, you you, you should really have that skill set. So it's it's obviously very 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 well supported by Epic. It can do all kinds of amazing things. That UE five stuff that we saw in Matrix Awakens, incredible. So it makes a lot of sense. I think this whole this whole business of developers kind of using their own proprietary engines, um, pro, which is predominantly I think just a you know, a, a way to save money because you know it's expensive to license Unreal Engine five and use it. In your development very expensive and so i don't i, I understand why for example uh, as a cost saving exercise ea were like oh it's everything's frostbite now we're going to do everything on frostbite because we have the we own this tool we can just deploy it across all of our uh development well that ended up being a massive fucking mistake right and it ended up be, being like suboptimal for a lot of the games they tried to apply it to and you know now they've started to move away from that oh you know we're not doing the you know frostbite is our is our tool for everything we develop anymore because they realized while it might be cheaper, it was also a terrible idea. And I think that um, maybe CD Projekt is coming to a um, a similar you know conclusion that you know it's just going to be easier, and we can avoid crunch, and we're more likely to be able to ship this game on time if we use an industry standard tool 100%. rather than our weird you know proprietary tool. So I think well, that's well, that's the first step in the right direction. And it's what you've covered, but I mean, like you know, by going to a, a tool set so many other people use, there are so there's such a different wealth of knowledge for like you know a problem you'd have or fixes for this or how to animate this kind of thing or that whatever like all the things that you have to learn from scratch when you have your own engine which is why you've seen the industry i think back off using their own engines like when it was like people have, having to build your own tech from the ground up then use that for your own games like that leads to problems and i would point to telltale games right where it was that i'm sorry og telltale not the new revived zombified but undead telltale but the original Telltale was, right, they were using the Telltale engine, which was awful. And when all of a sudden Walking Dead hit and Telltale got big and they started making more games, they were running into so many hurdles. Of, and I forget what the ridiculous one, but it was something like, you know, to, they put an, they wanted to roll an apple on a table, but like this, since there's no physics in their engine, they had to like shift the entire world yeah, and trick I mean, the camera. It was like the, all these the, weird things. The Telltale example is a good one, not just in terms of the engine, but yeah, certainly yeah, after Walking Dead, they became so big that... Um, the you know the scale of the game development and the ambition level for the games like when you're looking at when you're going from like Sam and Max and the strong bad game to suddenly Walking Dead and gaming Game of Thrones and Batman and Minecraft and these other like major licenses and there's a much bigger uh, expectation that it started to outpace what their creaky you know very old uh, proprietary tool could do but just like from my perspective I remember they had a separate tool their store their story tool when i worked on the walking dead the first draft of the episode that i wrote was just written you know in a standard word processor yeah but then when it had to be applied to the game i had to rewrite all of it into their proprietary tool and it took me a while just to learn how to use their tool so For that's sure. a, a good a, a, you know that to me is a good example of how yeah you come let's say that you hire anytime you take on a new project right you're going to do we're going to make the next witcher game you probably have to hire a bunch of people and again it's going to make a lot of sense to hire a bunch of people to work on something that you already know how to use than have you know, teach them how to use your proprietary thing. So I think, I think it makes, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. Again, I think they got, they got burned so, so badly on cyberpunk. Like they will never, ever live that down. Even though they, they, obviously they've come a long way. In terms the rest of, fix, of the other days. Yeah. They've come a long way in terms of fixing the game, the next gen console versions, you know, I, they're, they're actually finally at a point there where the game is where is what it should have been at launch. 
but it wasn't and we'll never forget we'll never forget that a lot of people will never forgive them for it and this is the, the, the this is an opportunity for them to kind of make things right and to say listen we can we understood that we fucked up last time we're not going to do that again here we're going to deliver a game that that is really great and is fully feature complete and not buggy at launch and it's going to ship on time um they they can get it right with this one and they can't afford not to so i think there's I, i'm actually very optimistic that this that they will get this one right just because they they have to surely surely they have they have learned learned the lessons of cyberpunk because they were such painful lessons how can you ignore them i i agree with you i think that you know you talk about look at where they were with witcher 3 and being these darlings of the industry and getting everything right and giving away free content and blah 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 blah. and then that they were bulletproof up until cyberpunk and then yeah they got and which, and which is their crown jewel right that's the game that they, yeah. that they built their, their studio on so they cannot make the same mistakes again we shall see it we're obviously nowhere close to whatever comes ne next in the witcher saga but we will continue talking about it for quite some time just like you should keep talking about patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can continue the conversation with other patrons in the comments of the things over there i don't know that's you talk to each other on youtube or twitter or whatever uh reddit uh you can also of course write in to be part of the show you can get the show at the post show we do you could get all the benefits like that episode of america's favorite quiz show you didn't know janet over on ps i love you xoxo's post show but for right now most importantly you could get this show ad free but guess what jack you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny game so here's a word from our sponsor every day you gotta get up worry about work worry about your family worry about when you're playing games it's too much so remove the stress for shopping for clothes with cuts clothing cuts clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts so now you can throw on one look and look great without ever having to think about it plus cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp like tees hoodies polos and more so you can stop bouncing between brands and shopping for different shirts tim gettys loves cuts he went online found the blues he loved and then had them shipped to his door so he can go get haircuts and stare at electronics knowing he looks great cuts is totally revolutionized the traditional outdated t-shirt category they make it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you can find the perfect style they even develop their own fabric that's soft as hell and guaranteed not to pill or shrink join hundreds of thousands of guys who have made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with cuts get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash kind of funny that's c-u-t-s clothing.com slash kind of funny for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing all right, guys, let's talk about skincare. If your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel you've been using since high school, then it's time to level up your skincare game. But thanks to Lumen, you can drop that bottle of three-in-one and start using products that actually take care of your skin. All their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars, under-eye dark circles, wrinkles, sun damage, dry skin, oily skin, and more. Uh, starting with Lumen is easy. All you have to do is take their two-minute quiz on their website, and they'll tell you exactly what routine is best for you based on your skincare needs plus all their products are made using only natural ingredients that actually work guys i swear skincare shouldn't be that complicated thing we dread doing and thanks to lumen it's simple it takes you less than 90 seconds of your day it's easy and you'll have skin as smooth as kevin coelho's shaved cheeks level up your skincare game with lumen skin today go to lumenskin.com kind of funny to get your free trial of lumen's products that's l-u-m-i-n skin.com kind of funny to get your free trial of lumen's products that's lumen skin com slash kind of funny this of course is one of my favorite sponsors of all time it's honey ladies and gentlemen when you're shopping online it's easy to save money on your iphone or computer honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons wait a few seconds as honey searches for coupons it can find for that site and if honey finds a working coupon you'll watch your prices drop here's ladies and gentlemen where i go and i boop i hit pause on the ad because i use honey all the time this is my google chrome and right there is the honey button you install it there you can use it on your iphone too but it's great it saves you money and then if you're logged into it accrues honey coins that you can then spend on gift cards and stuff all the time but then yes yes yesterday i was buying some mizzou stuff off the internet guess what there it is i don't even think about it honey just pops up a little dancing coin he's like you want me to save you some money and i'm like yes you do if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash. Wow, that was that was not a two. No, you said two. That was, was already weird. That was weird. Like was I saw, quicker, I, I saw it go to one. Hmm. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, number three on the Rope Report, Gary. This is all for you, all right? Xbox has revealed its spring controller lineup. Kevin, I put a link oh, in there. Oh, yeah, I saw this this morning, yeah. Are you still trying to buy every controller? I'm trying to get every controller. Oh, God. The design for Xbox team has collaborated closely with our partners at Power A, OtterBox, and 8-Bit Doe to create a unique selection of pastel products that embody the playfulness and whimsy that springtime brings. Sit back, relax, and jump into your favorite game with these soft, soothing pastel accessories with next-gen gaming features perfect for gaming on Xbox or PC. The Power A enhanced wired controllers for Xbox Series X slash S are compatible with Xbox One, Xbox Series X slash S, and Windows PC and are available in five new playful colors lavender swirl mesmerizing swirly psychedelic goodness <laughs> cotton candy blue sugary sensation inspired by the sweetest of childhood trees <laughs> pink lemonade icy cold and refreshing design to brighten up any gaming session purple camo pastel purple meets rough and tumble camo and then pastel dream soothing fades that turn every Soothing fades that turn even the most stressful sessions into a smooth symphony of gaming prowess. I'm going to say those are great names. I know which one is which just from the names. The names are great. It's the the sugary sensation inspired by the sweetest of childhood treats. Maybe it's the way I'm performing it, but it sounds like a riddle. (laughs) Sounds like Batman's getting lowered into cotton candy. The sugary sensation inspired by the sweetest of childhood treats. I'm very much a 60s Riddler in this thing. Oh, Anyways, though, then they have this one here. I didn't put it down, but the OtterBox, like, you know, clamp-ons or whatever. Grip. This is. Easy grip. Yeah. That's the one. And then the 8-Bit Doe Ultimate Wired Controller for Xbox was designed in playful pastel pink to add a bit of color to your gaming setup. Now, yeah, Gary, these nice. aren't straight-up Xbox controllers. These are not from the folks that – I mean, they're obviously oh. licensed, but, I mean, they're not the usual Xbox controller. What does this do for your collection? Do you want these? Because they're wired. This was a, yeah. This was a real emotion. This was a very very sharp emotional roller coaster for me this morning. I I saw the picture. I saw that it came officially from the Xbox account, and as soon as I saw the controllers, like the color schemes and the designs, I I, was, I love them right because I love those those Easter pastel colors. They they look like Cadbury mini eggs, right? They just they're just mm-hmm. so delightful, and I and I love those kind of soft uh, pastel colors that are associated with Easter. And I think well, these, these designs are wonderful and i was immediately like you know oh my god i gotta get these and then i saw that they were wired and just switched off completely i'm afraid um i guess it's you touched on it earlier it is because they're not manufactured by xbox and xbox i I believe still has that really what they won't license out their like their their wireless technology to anyone if you buy a third party xbox controller it's going to be wired um 8-bit dough make wonderful controllers i've got their super nintendo um controller wireless controller over here and it's terrific um, but we're, we're past, I, I honestly, I don't know where the market is for wired controllers anymore. I, I, I certainly can't have one in my setup. I would have it trailing, you know, all across the, the living room from the TV to the couch. I've got kids in the house who could trip over them or stumble or like pull them out or whatever. And the console sure, comes sure. tumbling out of the thing. And just, we just, we're just past wires, aren't we? Like who the fuck I wants agree. a wired controller no. anymore? So I love these. The one yeah. thing I would throw out there is that there are a lot of PC dorks and then a lot of streaming dorks like myself who have all their controllers wired. Like my I, the Xbox I use to play my Steam games or whatever is wired, and then also my you know for my consoles over here yeah, for when I'm playing so something, wired as well. This is this isn't plugged in right now, but this is the controller. Right, this is my PC controllers because i'm sitting here and the last thing you want is for your batteries to run it in the middle of a game or whatever and you don't get that low battery warning on pc like you do on xbox yeah and so i do have like the, the cables right there it's not plugged in but when i'm sitting at a desk then a wired controller is fine so i mean maybe i would try to get one of these pastel ones and have it to be my pc controller or something but for console use for living room use wired is come on we're, we're so far past that 100%. Um, so yeah, it's that, that kind of kills it for me. I think there will be a market for it. It is, I think Xbox, I think the better solution here, if you really wanted to make these super popular is, was Xbox either should have just done these colors in house and made them wireless or find a way to, 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 to license the wireless technology out to, to, to select third parties. But the, the, the third option, which is let's just do a wired controller to me is by far the worst option available. And I, 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 I just, yeah it's a real shame because i love the aesthetic i just i just I, I it's hard to find much of a use case for them outside you know sitting at your desk with a pc now gary in the yeah. chat miss envy has tossed in a link kevin i tossed it in there if is this can... the furry sonic controller 
No, no, fuck. Because we got to, we got to, what, 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 fuck you? We got to talk this about This is that. the limited edition Captain America Wait, where, Razor you, wireless controller on, and quick charging you, stand where, for Xbox. It's in the dock. It? It's in the dock, sorry. In the dock, okay, because you're all over the place, you know? I know, I know. That I, as, I, as you started to yell at me, I was like, you know what, that isn't Wait, enough what information. Is Captain America? What am I looking at here? Oh, Razor just sent me one of these docks. It's cool. With yeah. the Captain America, the Captain America dock? No, not the Captain America okay. one. It was the 20th anniversary one, but it's a, it's the charging dock. And the way that it works is the the kit that they send you. It comes with the dock, but then there's also the X. So you look, see the way that's kind of sitting in the controller there. Yeah, like the yeah, Xbox yeah. controller doesn't doesn't charge from the bottom. It charges sure. from the USB C port on the top. So what's really happening here? What they do is they give you a special battery and a special back cover that you replace, and it has a charging plate on the back. Mm. And that not and that docks with their proprietary dock, gotcha. um, so that's how it works. And it, it, I've been using the the one that they sent me, and it works really well. It sits because I've got the DualSense one for the PlayStation as well, the official Sony one, where the controller yeah. does charge from the bottom. Yeah, and that yeah. works really well as well. That's this cool is this is a bit. Yeah. It's a bit garish. Do you? I mean, do you like that? It's a bit garish, isn't it? It's yeah, it's loud. garish, but it's you know, Captain America. It's cool. I would. It's this is one of those controllers, Gary, that I look at. And I go, wow, that's really cool. No, I wouldn't buy this. I wouldn't. Like, so they're selling this as the controller and the dock. Yeah. So it's a wireless. So, so this is a wireless controller that's made by. A well, this is Razor. This is just something that she shouted out. This has nothing to do with the pastel pink ca- cotton. Candy. No, no, but I'm, but I'm I'm just trying to figure out what the what the rule is here because that if that's oh. a controller that Razor made, I don't think it is. I think that's an Xbox controller that they've just skinned. Because Xbox won't yeah, allow third-party people to make wireless controllers. Well, that could that could be the case. I think that's right. what it is. That, that's an official. That's an X. That's a Microsoft manufactured Xbox controller that they have put a skin on and and, and match with this dock. Would be my guess because there's no other way it can be wireless. I, I wish we could see this in real life. I mean, I'm sure right? the, there's got to be some right? way you can. Yeah, right, now, you want to talk with a Sonic controller? Yeah, the furry ones. Come on. How can, how, can, how can you not talk all about right, that? All right, everybody. Kevin, I'm going to give you a link, and I'm going to send it right to you, okay? There you go. Boom, it's sent right to you. Discord, I'm gonna, there it is. Oh, God. Let's have a look. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Have, this shouldn't have been created. Hold <sighs> on, the link won't open. That's weird. That's really weird. While you um, pull it up, oh, we're reading from Xbox's Twitter, and it goes, we might need glasses because these controllers look fuzzy. Follow and retweet with Xbox <laughs> Sonic 2 sweepstakes for a chance to win custom uh, Sonic 2 uh, Xbox Series X uh, console and controllers. And there you got it. These That's are hairy-ass controllers. Now, you got to ask yourself, how are you going to keep those clean? Right? Because you're going to sweat. I don't know what kind of material that is. It's a cool gimmick, but like, how do you... like? What's the... You know, you you can't throw it in the in the in the washing machine, right? So what are you gonna uh, yeah. do? I mean, these. I mean, these this is get... a, this is a gimmick. This isn't something you're really playing with. Yeah, I mean, this is dirt. Like, especially the Sonic fans, they're gonna get. The, it's gonna be more than. Oh, dirt. you think that's purely like a display? Yeah. Have you ever, you have you ever shook that? Blessing's hand? Constantly God. sticky. And so yeah, he's, he would fuck this up. It would be. Gross. So they, are that's these gross. real? Are they actually selling these in stores? No, this is a this is a competition. This is a competition. Oh, so, okay, all right. So you can you can win those, but it's like yeah. there's just like a couple of that they've made. All right. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine getting that job? Somebody hits you up and they're like, "Hey, we need you to make Xbox controllers, but they need to be furry." And it's like, ah, oh, all right. <laughs> Uh, number four on the roper report uh breaking news everybody you can create groups of games on the switch now kevin there's a link in there for you what yeah that's right i like this i saw this uh yesterday nintendo's letting you make folders for all your switch games and shove them together there are three bullet points to keep in mind uh the all software menu and groups are only available when more than 12 titles are saved in the nintendo switch system up to 100 groups can be created with a max of 200 titles per group and the same software can be added to multiple groups and so kevin if you want to scroll down this is obviously like Hey, that's your games. And then you see, here's how you group them. And then you do the thing, and then bam, you got a little group that are you it's put nice all your Mario go, games together. It's nice that they support that many, but who who has 20,000 Switch games? And is there even a memory card on the planet that could fit them all? Oh, yeah. You mm, can put question. a lot of, you can put, because the, you can get what, a 250 gig memory stick for, for I, I got to say, given that I'm constantly battling the storage, well, not so much on my Xbox as it has two terabytes. Yeah. And as, as you know, Greg, I recently uh, up, updated the storage on my, PlayStation as well, right, so it was, it was less of an issue. But modern. prior to those memory upgrades, I was constantly battling um, the hard drive space. What's amazing about the Switch is even though it has a smaller, I mean, I've, I think I've got like a two fifty six gig memory card in my it's in my main though. Switch. It's 
but like maybe the footprint on Switch games is a lot smaller, but I'm constantly so amazed small. at how many games I can... It, it, it's never once said, oh, you know, you've got to free up space. I just keep adding games. I love it. I'm sure you do. I'm sure that's what it's all about for you. The folders is nice. Like I would put all the, I could put all my Mario games in one folder. What it means is that all of your games now, if you, if you organize them nicely, can fit on that main screen and you, ne- you never have to go to that like gallery view at the end and go find you know, where all your other games are. I'm sorry, are. say that one more time for me. I can't remember exactly what I just said, but it's nice that you can organize your games in folders so like, you can put all your Mario games or whatever or you, all your racing games right. in one. You, you don't have to go all the way to the end to that gallery view where you can see all of the games that you've installed. We got off track there. I didn't expect you to, you know, for us to get a little wiggly there. I was waiting for you to make this point. We'll go to Sam Byford over at The Verge who writes, Nintendo finally adds folders to the Switch. Kind of. Nintendo has added a new folder system to the Switch's UI more than five years after the console was first released. It's included as part of the firmware software 14.0. This being Nintendo, the system doesn't work exactly like you might expect. It's called Groups but doesn't allow you to place anything on the home screen. Instead, you have to scroll all the way to the right to get the vertical list of oh, all your software and press L that lets you access Why do they always games. do this? They Nintendo give and they take away. WND, weird Nintendo decisions, ladies and gentlemen. It won't do it won't do all that much to help you organize your home screen or full list of games then. I already have a big enough switch library that it was easiest for me to keep it that list alphabetical order and find what I wanted to play that way. But the groups feature uh, could still be useful for self-curation. I have a bunch of games from the uh, Sega Ages and Arcade Archive series of retro re-releases for example. Uh, and with switch groups I can easily place them into this thing. You know, I'm very pro I'm very Nintendo positive at the moment because um I'm really enjoying the new Mario Kart DLC tracks. What a thrill it is to be playing new courses in Mario Kart 8 after all these years. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. I think the I, I, I'm one of the people that actually thinks the expansion pack is really good value if you're going to oh, use yeah. all of it. Like, you know, I, my, my wife plays the hell out of Happy Home Designer. She loves these new courses. I think, it, you know, we've got like multiple members of the family that use it. Like for me, it's actually a really good value. So I haven't had, any, I haven't had too many complaints with Nintendo recently, but you're absolutely right. Every single time they come up with something like they can do something really good, right? Here's a nice new feature. You're going to love. It's almost like they, but they then like send it to another department and say, okay, we've come up with this great feature that everyone's going to love. Can you find some way to make it fucking annoying and counterintuitive at the same time? <laughs> but we have to offset this. Like we can't give, we can't actually. You can't make it what people exactly like, want. We have, we give we, them we exactly have, what they want. They like, will We have to that. like add a, like some really important, aha, but it's Nintendo. So actually it's going to be a pain in the dick. Why do they every fucking time? Why can't I just have folders on the home screen? Number five, ladies and gentlemen, we will move on. We will talk instead about the fact that the oh, review, oh, sorry, reviews are up for Rune Factory 5. So I have your review roundup, review roundup at 9.30 a.m. this morning, which is, uh, geez, an hour and a half ago, our time. Uh, Metacritic had it at a 69. <laughs> Nintendo Life gave it a seven, Mitch Vogel wrote. Is Rune Factory 5 for you? Well, that depends. Do you like RPGs or farm sims? If you answered yes to either or both, then you're sure to find something you'll love in this series. Even so, it might be worth waiting for a modest sale before you take the plunge. The relaxing pace, RPG elements, and charming aesthetic make this a compelling experience, but issues with poor performance, disappointing visuals, and sometimes clunky gameplay hold Rune Factory 5 back from greatness. If 3D visuals aren't a deal breaker for you, we'd recommend you pick up Rune Factory 4 Special First as it's cheaper and oddly feels more modern in some respects. Despite flawed execution, we'd still give Rune Factory 5 a recommendation uh, if, it's pre- if it's precise and unique genre blend really clicks with you. You'll, fi- for you'll forgive many a flaw. Just know that it doesn't truly excel in any area. From there, we go down. IGN gave it a 6. The one, the only, Rebecca Valentine wrote, Rune Factory 5 has much of the mechanical depth that made its predecessor so enjoyable, but none of the improvements one would expect from a leap to a new, more powerful platform. Its farming, crafting, combat, and relationship systems remain varied and nuanced, satisfying enough to keep me hooked as someone who loves the soothing nature of farming and life sims. But I'm disappointed that yet another game in this genre has created an empty, technically janky 3D world, especially when the studio behind it clearly has such excellent art chops demonstrated in the occasional animated cutscenes and character portraits. Its bad performance didn't necessarily stop me from enjoying the 35, I'm sorry, 45 plus hours I jumped into it, but it did make that time far more frustrating. And it's a shame Rune Factory wasn't able to make a grander statement in its dedicated Switch debut. 
Mm. And then rounding it out, Silicon Air gave it a five. That's a five out of ten. Uh, Jenny Lada wrote, if you need a farming and fighting mix, Rune Factory 5 is an option. It just isn't the best one out there. It's living in the shadow of its far superior siblings. Even if patches fix all of the technical issues, it would still feel uneven. I do think that. If we got a Rune Factory 6, it could be better and build off the entry's missteps. There were times when I enjoyed myself while playing, but going back to Rune Factory 4 Special for another run would be a wiser choice. So I know many of you were looking factory, looking factory, looking forward to Rune Factory 5 on the Nintendo Switch coming out, of course, today in North America. But reviews not that hot for it. Is that, is that something your wife would want to jump in? Is that something Leah would want to play? No, a farming too sim? Too many other games to play yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Fair enough. Too much uh, speaking going of on. Too, many, too many things going on, number six is a potpourri. That's right. A bunch of little headlines for you. Uh, n- number one, uh, we talked a little bit about Cyberpunk up there, but Cyberpunk 2077 has a patch out right now. It's 1.52. It does a bunch of fixes and like things you expect, like, oh, you won't instantly die on this mission in the elevator anymore. But Paul Tassi right over at Forbes uh, put up a tweet that said, Cyberpunk added another new random piece of legendary loot in 1.52 that is actually pretty rad. I'll do a guide later. Uh, he put up a little screenshot of it, but if you're interested in some more legendary loot, give Paul Tassi a, a follow there on Twitter. He's great. Uh, over at IGN, Adam Bankhurst wrote, Casey Hudson, the co-creator and director of the Mass Effect trilogy, looks to once again be returning to space as his new studio, Humanoid Studios, has confirmed it is working on an, quote, all-new science fiction universe, end quote. And then Eddie over at GameSpot wrote, EA Sports is getting back into PGA Tour golf games, but the road to release has been anything but smooth. The developer originally intended to launch a new PGA Tour game in spring 2022, but it later delayed the game indefinitely. Now it's been assigned a new release date, spring 2023. EA Sports PGA Tour will be the will be EA's first new PGA Tour game since the poorly received Rory McElroy or McElroy, right? Uh, PGA Tour in 2015. Since then, another rival series has started up 2K's own PGA Tour 2K. Yeah, that one's a bit of a bummer. I like, I've always loved those PGA games. Man, I used to play the hell out of those Tiger Woods games back in the day. For sure. And um, it's a shame that it kind of they they kind of fell off. The P, the two K one's actually quite good. I mean, play I played that quite a lot um, last year, and I was excited to hear that EA was getting back into it because competition is good, right? If you've got two companies making, um, you know, there's too much too much monopolization in in sports, sure. right? Like only EA can breeds, make the NFL is. game or, you know, the, the there's, there's only and only 2K makes the NBA game. There's, there's, and you get to kind of rest on your laurels a little bit, which is why somehow we often end up with these shit games because there's like, well, you, what are you going to do, not buy it? And, and so and people go out and buy it because there's nothing else out there. Um, so to see a little bit of competition, at least in the golf space, I think will be will be good for the games in general. Yeah, 100%. And I'm excited to see how EA Sports PGA Tour comes around, but spring 2023 so far away. Gary, if I wanted something more immediate, what came to the mom and grab shops? Where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah! Out today! game the non-ready games xbox xbox all around rune factory 5 on switch a place for the unwilling on switch uh kraken academy with two exclamation points on xbox and switch tempest 4000 on switch and atari vcs farming simulator 2020 i'm sorry farming simulator 22 uh antonio Carraro dlc is available uh, and then a returnals ascension update is out now of course adding co-op in the tower and all that jazz new dates for you vengeful hearts releases on consoles march 29th I also have a deal of the day for you. This one comes from GameSpot, where Stephen Petit writes, We've seen some great deals on the Xbox Series S in recent weeks, but today's deal at Newegg is the best yet. Until the end of the day, you can get an extra Xbox controller with the purchase of the Xbox Series S at its $300 retail price. While the deal technically ends tonight, it's certainly possible that Newegg will run out of stock before then. So mm-hmm. that Series S, I had a friend of mine just went out and bought a Series S this week, and they were like just raving about, oh my God, this thing's amazing. Series S is such a great little console. Look at you shill i call it like a sim <laughs> i know you do i appreciate it and i love you uh excited you, you missed last x cast right you're gonna be on friday's x cast you gonna be out there uh yeah i don't like to miss two in a row if i can avoid it that's what i like to hear that's what i like to hear very much uh ladies and gentlemen of course you can write in twitch uh, no that's not right. you can write into kind of funny.com slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as you screw it up no need to today though we got everything right everything's fine don't worry about it uh let instead talk to you about who's going to be hosting tomorrow and the rest of the week tomorrow it's going to be andy and me that's right though andy's running the show andy's in charge kevin 
Andy in charge of our days and the so? nights. And I see. Yeah, I think Wait, so. Does he, does he know? I, yeah. like he I said it in that meeting. He didn't really react to it. Yeah, People I feel need like to we tweet at him at the end. Yeah. Ooh, I don't, I, yeah. oof, I don't know if he'd like that. It's going to be a tough one. Because, uh, yeah, if he tweets at him, though, like, he, who knows if it's serious or not. Yeah. When he's streaming, then I tell him. Thursday, it's going to be me and Tim. Friday, it's going to be me today. and Blessing. And that will be another week of Kind of Funny Games Daily in the books. If you want to hang out with us some more, get you. Oh, sorry, was it, Kim? This is going to end poorly. We're going to get no, it's tomorrow. No one's going to have stories put together. Kevin, it'll Barrett's be okay. No, Barrett, don't cry. <laughs> no, uh, Barrett, it's too early. Gary and I are going to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, and we are going to record the post show, which, of course, is one of the benefits of you being a Patreon producer uh, and supporter. Uh, if you want to keep watching here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, uh, they are going to be playing some Zelda the Breath of the Wild there. They're going to play some Zelda Breath of the Wild after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be up later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays, mm-hmm. our newest YouTube channel. Please go like, subscribe, share, click the bell, and all that jazz. But until next time, remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy video game news you know about. If you like that, patreon.com slash games where you get more content than you can shake a Kevin at. Uh-oh. If you don't want to do that, though, Patreon, or no, youtube.com slash kind Just keep going to Patreon. YouTube.com slash like an endless cycle. As you keep going. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, com podcast services around the globe. Of course, please support us uh, by using the epic creator code kind of funny wherever you're getting your epic related gaming goods or whatever the hell it is. And of course, until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.